in an era dominated by digital devices, where we revel in the comforts and marvels of modern technology, few of us pause to ponder about the enigmatic wonders that make it all possible. Just as the steam engine once roared to life, heralding the dawn of the industrial age, semiconductors quietly but assertively powered the digital revolution that defined the late 20th and early 21st centuries. But what exactly are these seemingly mysterious entities? At the simplest level, semiconductors are materials, yet they are not quite conductors as they are not quite insulators. As the name suggests, they semiconduct electricity. Imagine a spectrum with materials like copper, a great conductor of electricity, on one end and rubber, an insulator on the other. Semiconductors would sit comfortably in the middle of this spectrum, inheriting a bit from both worlds. This unique duality, which allows them to both conduct and resist electrical currents, makes them the ideal foundation for nearly all modern electronic devices. Semiconductors at their core are derived from elements from the periodic table. The most renowned of these elements is silicon, forming the backbone of the bustling tech hub aptly named Silicon Valley. Another less popular but equally important element in the early days of semiconductor technology was germanium. These elements are part of the same group in the periodic table and share certain characteristics that allow them to semiconduct electricity under the right circumstances. But what sets these elements apart? Why not use gold or iron? The magic lies in their atomic structure. Atoms of semiconductor materials have a particular arrangement of electrons that allows them to bond with neighbouring atoms in a way that creates a lattice-like structure. When energy, like heat or light, is applied, some electrons can break free, creating what we call electron-hole pairs. These free electrons, and the holes they leave behind, can move around and carry an electric current. But depending on conditions, this movement can be controlled, making semiconductors the perfect material for building switches, the fundamental unit of digital devices. The capacity to control this electron movement opened a gateway to invent devices that could amplify or switch electronic signals. The creation of the transistor in 1947 heralded the true beginning of the semiconductor era. This tiny invention, capable of amplifying or switching signals, would soon evolve to miniaturise and revolutionise computers, spawn the invention of the microchip and pave the way for every digital advancement we witness today. A semiconductor, at its core, is a material that has an electrical conductivity falling between that of conductors, like metals, and insulators like glass. This unique property combined the ability to manipulate its conductivity using external factors has made semiconductors the cornerstone of modern electronics. Semiconductors, though quintessential 
to our modern digital age have a story that begins much earlier than the shiny silicon wafers we associate with them today. The journey of understanding and harnessing these materials started with early observations of certain minerals displaying unusual electrical properties. Long before the term semiconductor was coined, humans were intrigued by certain minerals like galena, a lead sulfide mineral. Amateur radio enthusiasts in the early 20th century used cat's whiskers detectors, which were essentially thin wires gently touching a piece of galenia to detect radio signals. This rudimentary device worked on principles that would later be foundational to semiconductor technology. The understanding of semiconductors owes a great deal to the quantum revolution. Quantum mechanics, a groundbreaking theory in physics, developed in the early 20th century, brought about a profound understanding of atomic and subatomic particles. Through quantum mechanics, scientists began to get a clearer picture of how atoms bond, how electrons occupy energy levels, and how these electrons move between energy bands. These insights laid the groundwork for understanding the behaviour of semiconductors. Before we delve into the nitty-gritty of semiconductor theory, it's essential to understand that the road to grasping semiconductor physics began with classical physics. Classical theories such as Ohm's law, which relates voltage, current and resistance, provided initial insights into the behaviour of minerals in the presence of electrical currents. However, as technology advanced and our observations became more refined, the classical explanations were insufficient, particularly at atomic and subatomic scales. In the 19th century, scientists discovered thermoelectric effects, where certain materials generated a voltage when exposed to a temperature difference. This was one of the first hints that materials could behave in unexpected ways when subjected to external stimuli, and it sparked increased interest in understanding these phenomena. The real breakthrough came in the early 20th century with the development of quantum mechanics. Classical physics described the macro world well, but the behaviour of atoms, electrons and photons did not adhere to classical rules. Scientists like Max Planck, Albert Einstein and Niels Bohr began to explore this subatomic realm, leading to the quantum revolution. At its heart, quantum mechanics proposed that particles like electrons have dual wave particle characteristics and occupy discrete energy levels. This theory was vital for understanding semiconductors as it helped explain how electrons moved within atoms and critically between atoms in a material. With quantum mechanics as the backdrop, scientists proposed the band theory for solids in the 1930s. It suggested that in solids, the discrete energy levels of atoms merge to form bands. Two critical bands are the valence band filled with electrons and the conduction band, typically empty in insulators. In metals, these bands overlap, allowing free electron movement 
which conducts electricity. In insulators, there's a large gap between these bands, preventing electron movement. Semiconductors have a smaller gap called the band gap. The band theory beautifully explained why semiconductors could sometimes conduct electricity when given enough energy to push electrons over the band gap and sometimes resist it. With this understanding of the intrinsic behaviour of semiconductors, scientists began to explore how they could modify these properties. They found that by introducing impurities into a semiconductor, a process known as doping, they could control its conductive properties. Doping silicon with certain elements, for example, could produce an excess of electrons, n-type, or create holes where electrons are absent, p-type. When these two materials are combined, they form a p-n junction, which is the foundation of diodes and eventually transistors. As we moved further into the 20th century, laboratories became the hotbed for semiconductor exploration. Researchers were diving deep into the realms of solid-state physics, studying the behaviour of materials when subjected to different conditions. Two standout figures in this research journey were John Bardeen and Walter Bratain of Bell Labs. In 1947, alongside their colleague William Shockley, they developed the first point-contact transistor, a pivotal moment in the history of semiconductors. This invention marked the turning point, heralding the age of miniaturised electronic circuits. The trio's innovative spirit was recognised when they were awarded the Nobel Prize in Physics in 1956 for their discovery. While germanium was the material of choice for early transistors due to its suitable electronic properties, it had limitations, particularly when it came to temperature stability. As researchers sought better materials, silicon emerged as the more promising candidate. Its abundance, combined with its ability to form a protective oxide layer, made it the perfect choice. Jack Kilby of Texas Instruments and Robert Nice, who would later co-found Intel, independently developed the integrated circuit using silicon in the late 1950s. This innovation marked the beginning of the silicon age. As the 1950s progressed, electronics were advancing rapidly. The transistor, as innovative as it was, posed a new challenge. As devices became more complex, they required more transistors, along with capacitors, resistors and connecting wires. This not only made devices bulkier, but also increased the chances of failure due to the numerous soldered connections. The question on everyone's mind was, how could we make things smaller, more reliable and more efficient? Enter Jack Kilby. In the summer of 1958, while working at Texas Instruments, Kilby had an epiphany. Instead of connecting separate components, why not create the entire circuit, 
transistors, resistors, capacitors and all out of a single block of semiconductor material. By September Kilby demonstrated a working example of his vision. This simple device, built on a sliver of germanium, was the world's first integrated circuit, IC. Kilby's design used flat resistors and was slightly bulky, but it was revolutionary. It laid down the foundation for the future of electronics, earning him the moniker of the man who gave Silicon Valley its silicon. Meanwhile, unbeknownst to Kilby, Robert Noyce, then at Fairchild Semiconductor, was also contemplating the issue of miniaturisation. Noyce's approach to the problem, however, had a key differentia. He realised that silicon, when oxidised, formed an insulating layer. This layer could act as a natural barrier, isolating components from each other. This insight was a game-changer. By early 1959, Noyce had developed his version of the integrated circuit. His design leveraged the insulating properties of silicon oxide to create a planar device. This allowed for components to be more closely packed, paving the way for even more miniaturization. More importantly, Noyce's planar design was easily replicable, setting the stage for mass production. Though Kilby and Noyce arrived at their solutions independently and through slightly different paths, their contributions were equally monumental. Their innovations didn't just make devices smaller, they made them exponentially more powerful and set the stage for Moore's Law, which predicted the doubling of transistors on a chip approximately every two years, heralding an era of rapid technological advancement. Legal battles over patents ensued, but in the end both Texas Instruments and Fairchild Semiconductor, where Noyce worked, agreed on cross-licensing their technologies. This agreement paved the way for the semiconductor industry's explosive growth. Noyce's work at Fairchild was just the beginning of his illustrious career. In 1968, he would go on to co-found Intel with Gordon Moore, and under their leadership, Intel would become a dominant force in the semiconductor industry, producing microprocessors that power countless devices today. The late 1950s, with the concurrent development of the integrated circuit by Kilby and Noyce, undeniably marked the commencement of the Silicon Age. It was an era where the promise of silicon shifted from being a mere element in the periodic table to the cornerstone of modern electronics. The innovations by these two pioneers, often referred to as the fathers of the integrated circuit, sowed the seeds for Silicon Valley's rise as the global epicentre of technology and innovation. In 1965, just as the decade was reaching its midpoint, Gordon Moore, who would later co-found Intel, made an observation that has since guided the trajectory of the semiconductor industry. He observed that the number of transistors on an IC had roughly doubled every year since their introduction. Moore predicted 
that this trend of doubling would continue for at least a decade. His prediction, known as Moore's Law, became a self-fulfilling prophecy, setting the pace for advancements in semiconductor technology. The ambition set by Moore's Law required consistent technological innovation. Photolithography emerged as a vital tool. This process involves projecting an image of the circuit design onto a silicon wafer and then using chemicals to etch the design onto the wafer. As techniques improved, manufacturers could etch smaller and more intricate designs, leading to more transistors on a single chip. While the IC's invention used materials like germanium, the 1960s saw silicon dominate. Silicon was more abundant, had better electrical properties, and crucially, silicon chips could operate at higher temperatures without degradation. This shift towards silicon would lead to the establishment of Silicon Valley as the global hub of semiconductor innovation. As the technology matured, the commercial potential became evident. This led to a rush of companies entering the semiconductor business. Firms like Texas Instruments, Fairchild Semiconductor and later Intel became household names. With competition came specialisation. Companies began producing memory chips, logic chips and microcontrollers catering to a burgeoning electronic market. As production ramped up, the prices for chips began to fall, making electronic devices more affordable and accessible to the masses. This decade witnessed the first electronic calculators, signalling a shift from mechanical to electronic computation. Additionally, the space race between the US and the USSR provided an impetus for advancements in semiconductor technology. Satellites and space probes required lightweight, reliable and powerful electronic components and semiconductors were the answer. By the late 1960s, the foundation for the microprocessor had been laid. While it would be the 1970s when the microprocessor would make its debut, the innovations of the 1960s made it possible. The transition from individual transistors to ICs and the strides of miniaturization had set the stage for the next big leap. In 1971, a significant breakthrough came with Intel's introduction of the 4004 microprocessor, spearheaded by engineers Frederico Fagin, Ted Hoff, and Stanley Mazel, the 4004 packed an astonishing 2,300 transistors and is considered the world's first commercially available macroprocessor. The significance of this chip cannot be overstated. It condensed the capabilities of a computer's central processing unit onto a single chip, paving the way for the era of personal computing. As processing power increased, so did the need for efficient memory storage. In 1970, Intel introduced the first commercially available dynamic random access memory, DRAM, chip. 
the 1103. It soon became the industry standard, replacing magnetic core memory and enabling the development of smaller, faster and more reliable computers. With the foundational pieces in place, the mid to late 1970s witnessed the rise of the personal computer, the PC. Pioneering this movement was the MITS Altair 8800, introduced in 1975, often credited as the first personal computer. While not powerful by today's standards, its introduction sparked a revolution. Companies like Apple joined the fray, with Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak introducing the Apple I in 1976. This decade laid the groundwork for the PC industry, setting the stage for the explosive growth of personal computing in the 1980s. The enormous commercial potential of semiconductors led to fierce competition. Companies raced to produce faster, smaller and more efficient chips. This race wasn't just about computing. The 1970s saw innovations in a range of semiconductor applications, from digital watches to calculators. Amid this competition, the industry also began to globalise. Japan emerged as a significant player, with companies like Sony, Toshiba introducing innovative products and challenging American dominance in the semiconductor space. While the microprocessor and DRAM were headline innovations, another quieter revolution was unfolding. The development and refinement of complementary metal oxide semiconductor CMOS technology. CMOS chips consumed significantly less power than their counterparts, making them ideal for battery-operated devices. As the decade progressed, the importance of CMOS would grow, eventually becoming the dominant semiconductor technology. The 1970s was a decade of rapid progress and profound impact in the world of semiconductors. The innovations of this decade didn't just advance technology, they began reshaping society. Computers transitioned from being room-sized behemoths in research labs to finding places in businesses and homes. As the decade closed, the trajectory was clear. Semiconductors were not just a part of technology, they were becoming central to everyday life. The 1980s, buoyed by the previous decade's breakthroughs, witnessed semiconductors catapult into the centre of consumer electronics, personal computing and global business. It was a transformative decade where digital technology shifted from the domain of enthusiasts to mainstream ubiquity. The early 1980s saw an explosion in the personal computer market. IBM introduced its first personal computer in 1981, setting a standard for PC architecture. Apple, not to be outdone, unveiled the Apple Macintosh in 1984, popularising the graphical user interface, GUI, and forever changing how users interacted with computers. Competition was fierce, with numerous players, big and small, vying for a piece of the burgeoning market. Brands like Commodore, Atari and Amstrad 
introduced their offerings, driving innovation and reducing cost for consumers. The 1980s was also the decade where electronics began to unshackle from desks and enter our pockets. The advent of the mobile phone, with Motorola's Dynatac 8000X leading the charge in 1983, showcased the potential of mobile communication. These early mobile devices heavily relied on advanced semiconductors to function, emphasising the importance of chip miniaturization and power efficiency. While business and communication applications drove much of the early PC market, entertainment became a focal point in the 1980s. The video game industry kick-started by arcade games found its way into homes with consoles like the Nintendo Entertainment System. Graphics became a significant aspect of computing, leading to the development of specialised graphic processing units (GPUs). This push for better graphics would, in turn, fuel advancements in semiconductor design and manufacturing. As hardware advanced, so did software. The 1980s saw the rise of iconic software companies like Microsoft and its flagship product Windows. This symbiotic relationship between hardware and software led to the maximisation of semiconductor capabilities, creating richer user experiences and more sophisticated applications. While the US had long dominated the semiconductor industry, the 1980s marked the rise of formidable competitors, especially from the East. Japanese firms began to challenge US dominance in both manufacturing and innovation. Companies like Sony, Toshiba and NEC introduced cutting-edge products, while Japan's manufacturing prowess led to high-quality, cost-effective semiconductor production. The rapid evolution of semiconductors in the 1980s also brought challenges. As chips became more intricate, manufacturing complexities grew. Issues of heat dissipation, electron leakage and quantum interference began to emerge. However, these challenges only spurred further innovation, leading to new materials, architectures and manufacturing techniques. The 1990s is often hailed as the decade of the internet. Although the foundational technologies of the internet had been developed earlier, it was during this decade that the internet became accessible to the general public. In 1991, the World Wide Web was launched to the public, and by the mid-90s it had started its rapid expansion into homes and businesses around the world. Semiconductors played a pivotal role. Powerful, efficient and increasingly affordable microprocessors enabled the creation of servers to host websites and databases, while modems powered by specialised chips allowed users to connect to this new digital realm. Personal computers became a staple in households and offices. Companies like Microsoft and Intel became household names, 
driven by the success of Windows operating systems and the Pentium processor line, respectively. The mantra Intel Inside became synonymous with computing power. But it wasn't just about traditional computing. The 1990s saw the diversification of digital devices. The Palm Pilot introduced the world to personal digital assistants, PDAs, early ancestors to today's smartphones. The gaming industry, having gained traction in the 80s, exploded in the 90s. Home gaming consoles like the Sony PlayStation, Sega Genesis and Nintendo 64 offered near photorealistic graphics made possible by advanced GPUs. These systems transformed gaming from a niche hobby into a mainstream form of entertainment. While the first mobile phones had appeared in the 1980s, the 1990s was when mobile communication truly took flight. The decade saw a transition from bulky, expensive first-generation devices to sleeker, more affordable second-generation phones. The introduction of GSM technology allowed for digital voice communication and simple text messaging, setting the stage for the mobile data revolutions of the 2000s. As demand for more powerful and efficient chips grew, semiconductor manufacturing faced new challenges. Shrinking transistors to increase chip performance began to push the limits of traditional silicon-based manufacturing. This led to innovations in chip design, such as the introduction of multi-core processors and manufacturing techniques, including the use of new materials and lithographic processes. The 1990s also saw the further globalization of the semiconductor industry. While Japan had emerged as a key player in the 1980s, countries like South Korea and Taiwan began to establish themselves in the 90s. Companies like Samsung, TSMC and Hynix made significant inroads driven by a combination of government support, innovation and efficient manufacturing processes. As the 2000s dawned, the stage was set for an era of unprecedented interconnectivity and digital advancement. Semiconductors which had already transformed computing and communication in the latter half of the 20th century were now poised to become the lifeblood of an increasingly digital world. Perhaps no device defines the 2000s more than the smartphone. Apple's introduction of the iPhone in 2007 wasn't just the launch of a new product, it signalled the birth of a digital era where computing was not just personal, but also portable and pervasive. These devices, powered by increasingly sophisticated semiconductor chips, combined communication, entertainment, productivity and more into a single handheld device. Companies like Qualcomm, ARM and later Samsung would play crucial roles in developing the processors that powered these devices. The ARM architecture in particular became synonymous with mobile devices due to its power efficiency and performance. 
high-speed broadband connections became widespread in the 2000s, replacing the dial-up modems of the 90s. Semiconductors facilitated the routers, switches and other infrastructure required for these high-speed networks. Moreover, the widespread adoption of Wi-Fi enabled by chipsets designed for wireless communication unshackled the internet from Ethernet cables, allowing true mobility. As the internet's capabilities grew, so did the way we used it. The concept of cloud computing began to take root. Instead of relying solely on local storage and computing power, tasks and data storage started shifting to vast data centres. These data centres, housing thousands of servers, relied on advanced semiconductors to manage, process and store the colossal amounts of data efficiently. Beyond smartphones and computers, the 2000s witnessed a boom in various consumer electronics. Digital cameras, MP3 players, flat-screen TVs and other gadgets became commonplace. Each of these devices, whether it was the iPod or high-definition TVs, was underpinned by specialised semiconductor chips that enhanced functionality and performance. Moore's Law faced tangible challenges in the 2000s. As transistors approached nanoscale dimensions, physical and quantum challenges such as electron leakage and excessive heat became pronounced. The semiconductor industry responded with innovative solutions like multi-core processors, 3D transistors and the exploration of new materials beyond silicon. The 2000s also marked significant shifts in the global semiconductor landscape. While the US remained a hub for semiconductor design and innovation, much of the manufacturing started moving to Asia. Companies like TSMC in Taiwan and Samsung in South Korea invested heavily in advanced manufacturing facilities, becoming the go-to manufacturers for many global tech giants. While graphics processing units, GPUs, existed before the 2000s, this decade marked their transition from simple graphics facilitators to powerful computing units. NVIDIA and AMD, leading players in the GPU market, introduced advanced GPUs capable of handling not just gaming, but also complex simulations and, later, machine learning tasks. The gaming industry, with the launch of consoles like Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3, pushed the boundaries of graphics, realism and gameplay, all made possible by advanced semiconductors. The 2010s marked a period where physical and digital realities intertwined more deeply than ever before. Semiconductors, now a mature industry, were not just driving technological advances, but were reshaping society, economies and personal lives on an unprecedented scale. While smartphones had their genesis in the 2000s, the 2010s saw them evolve from mere communication devices to indispensable lifelines. 
Advanced semiconductor designs enable smartphones to feature multiple cores, AI processing units, and incredible advanced semiconductor designs enable smartphones to feature multiple cores, AI processing units, and incredible graphics capabilities. Brands like Apple, Samsung, and later Chinese giants like Huawei and Xiaomi vie for supremacy, pushing the envelope with each device iteration. Arguably, the most transformative technological trend of the 2010s was the rise of artificial intelligence, AI, and machine learning. Semiconductors played a central role. Specialised chips like tensor processing units, TPUs, by Google, and advancements in graphics processing units, GPUs, by NVIDIA, were tailor-made for AI and machine learning computations. These chips accelerated tasks like image recognition, natural language processing and predictive analytics. Building on the seeds sown in the late 2000s, the Internet of Things exploded in the 2010s. Devices from refrigerators to light bulbs became smart, embedded with sensors and chips to communicate data. This network of connected devices reshaped industries from smart homes and cities to healthcare and agriculture. The 2010s also signalled a significant shift in the automotive world. Electric vehicles, EVs, championed by companies like Tesla, became more mainstream. Advanced driver assistance systems, ADAS, moved cars closer to autonomous driving. Both these trends heavily relied on sophisticated semiconductors for tasks ranging from battery management systems in EVs to real-time data processing in autonomous systems. As the decade progressed, the traditional scaling predicted by Moore's law faced increasing challenges. Shrinking transistors further began to hit physical and economic limits. In response, the industry started exploring alternative architectures like neuromorphic and quantum computing. Additionally, there was a shift towards chip stacking and 3D designs to increase transistor density. As data generation exploded, so did the need for processing and storage. The cloud became the backbone of modern computing, with massive data centres powered by arrays of semiconductor chips. However, the latency-sensitive applications of AI and Internet of Things also gave rise to edge computing, where data processing happens closer to the source, necessitating efficient and powerful local semiconductor solutions. The decade also saw geopolitics influencing the semiconductor landscape. Trade tensions, notably between the US and China, impacted supply chains and led to increased focus on semiconductor self-reliance by nations. This re-emphasis on chip manufacturing and research became a strategic priority for many countries. The 2010s solidified the role of semiconductors as the beating heart of modern society. 
They powered the devices we used, the cars we drove, the homes we lived in, and even influenced global politics. As the world stepped into the 2020s with the promises of augmented reality, further AI integration and more, it was clear the semiconductor story was not just about technology, but about the very fabric of the future. When Bitcoin was introduced by the pseudonymous Satoshi Nakamoto in 2009, few could have predicted the ripple effects it would have on various industries, notably the semiconductor sector. The relationship between Bitcoin and semiconductors might not seem obvious at first glance, but delve deeper and it becomes evident that the cryptocurrency's growth and evolution have had significant ramifications for the chip industry. One of the core concepts underpinning Bitcoin is the process of mining. Initially, enthusiasts could mine Bitcoin using regular CPUs found in personal computers. However, as the Bitcoin network grew and the complexity of the cryptographic puzzles involved in mining increased, CPUs became inadequate. This growing demand for computational power led miners to GPUs, which offered parallel processing capabilities, making them more suited for the repetitive and parallelizable nature of cryptographic hashing. The surge in demand from miners led to periodic shortages of high-end GPUs and drove up prices, impacting sectors like gaming and scientific computing. While GPUs were a significant improvement over CPUs for mining, the relentless pursuit of efficiency and profitability in the mining sector led to the development of application-specific integrated circuits, ASICs, for Bitcoin mining. ASICs, as the name suggests, are chips designed for a specific purpose. For Bitcoin, ASICs were tailor-made to handle the SHA-256 hashing algorithm used in the mining process. These chips offered unparalleled efficiencies compared to GPUs. Their introduction led to an arms race in the mining sector, with companies and individuals continually seeking the latest and most powerful ASICs. The demand for ASICs led to new opportunities and challenges for semiconductor manufacturers. Companies like Bitmain, Canon and MicroBT emerged as major players in the ASIC manufacturing space. Traditional semiconductor firms also noticed the growing market, with some considering or initiating ASIC production. The volatile nature of cryptocurrency prices, especially Bitcoin, introduced a new dynamic to the semiconductor industry's demand forecasting. Periods of surging Bitcoin prices often led to increased demand for mining hardware. While downturns could result in excess inventory and reduced chip orders. As we navigate the 2020s, semiconductors are positioned to be more than just components in electronic devices. They will be foundational to nearly every major technological trend. As our dependence on digital infrastructure deepens, the influence of semiconductors on this decade's 
technological landscape will be profound. The previous decade set the stage for AI's rise, but the 2020s will likely witness its true proliferation. Advanced AI models will require more computational power, pushing the boundaries of current semiconductor capabilities. We can expect new chip architectures tailored for AI tasks, ranging from training massive neural networks to real-time processing in edge devices. The rollout of 5G is already underway, promising faster, more reliable and more ubiquitous connectivity. As 5G becomes mainstream, semiconductors will play a pivotal role, not just in smartphones but in base stations, routers and a myriad of Internet of Things devices that will connect to these networks. The need for low latency communication in applications like autonomous vehicles and telemedicine will further emphasise the importance of advanced chips. While quantum computing has been in the research phase for years, the 2020s might be the decade when we see practical, scalable quantum computers. Quantum bits or qubits will require entirely different semiconductor designs, materials and manufacturing processes. Breakthroughs in this domain could revolutionise sectors like cryptography, optimization problems and drug discovery. The automotive sector is poised for the transformation, with electric vehicles becoming mainstream and the continued pursuit of fully autonomous driving. Both these trends will heavily rely on semiconductors for battery management, sensor data processing and real-time decision making. As technologies like augmented reality, virtual reality and mixed reality mature, their hardware requirements will grow. Custom semiconductors will be crucial for rendering immersive environments, tracking movements with minimal latency and overlaying digital information on the physical world. The semiconductor industry in the 2020s will face challenges. Growing demand across industries will strain manufacturing capabilities, leading to supply chain challenges as evidenced by chip shortages in various sectors in the early 2020s. Geopolitical tensions, particularly around technology, leadership and supply chain security, will further shape the industry's trajectory. The environmental impact of technology will be a focal point in the 2020s. Semiconductor manufacturers will face pressure to develop energy-efficient chips, minimise waste in production processes and reduce the environmental footprint of data centres. Semiconductors have been at the epicentre of technological revolutions for decades. But as we look even further into the future, the possibilities are both fascinating and boundless. Here's a speculative glimpse into the transformations and innovations that might shape the semiconductor industry in the distant future. Graphene and 2D materials. Silicon's dominance may give way to materials like graphene, which possesses incredible electrical, thermal and mechanical properties. Other two-dimensional materials could also play a role, offering unique electronic characteristics. Topological insulators. These materials, which act as insulators internally, 
but conduct electricity on their surface might revolutionise quantum computing and other advanced electronic systems. Beyond the infancy stages of quantum computing we see today, future semiconductors could be designed around mature, large-scale quantum systems that outperform classical computers in unimaginable ways, revolutionising fields like cryptography, optimization, and materials science. Mimicking the human brain's structure and function, neuromorphic chips could revolutionise artificial intelligence by processing information more like a human brain, efficiently and adaptively. 3D and vertical integration. Future chips might not just spread horizontally, but also build vertically, allowing for more components in a given footprint and potentially reducing data travel distances. Optical computing. Using light instead of electricity for computation, these systems could provide much faster and more energy efficient data processing. Future manufacturing processes might leverage molecular self-assembly, where materials organise themselves into desired structures, reducing the need for complex manufacturing processes. Researchers are also exploring organic and even biological materials that can act as semiconductors. These could lead to entirely new, sustainable and perhaps even living computer platforms. Future semiconductors might not just use energy more efficiently, but could also harvest energy from their surroundings, be it through solar, vibrational or thermal means. Brain-computer interfaces, biocompatible sensors and other devices that integrate closely with the human body might be enabled by new kinds of semiconductors that are safe, efficient and sensitive to biological signals. As electronics become more embedded in challenging environments from deep sea to space exploration, semiconductors of the future might be designed to self-repair adapt to changing conditions or even morph their functions based on situational needs. The future of semiconductors will not solely be about technological advancements, as these chips enable more powerful and pervasive technologies, challenges related to data security, privacy and ethical considerations of such profound capabilities will come to the forefront. Semiconductors of the future will be defined not just by their technological prowess, but by their integration into every facet of existence. They will push boundaries, redefine possibilities, and in many ways, blur the lines between the digital and physical, the human and the machine, the known and the unimaginable. As with any projection into the distant future, the only certainty is that reality will likely be even more astonishing than speculation. In our exploration of the semiconductor saga, we've traced a journey that encapsulates much more than the evolution of technology. It charts the course of modern civilization's insatiable drive for progress, innovation and connection. The story of semiconductors started with rudimentary understanding and tinkering with materials in the early 20th century. This 
curiosity. Combined with dedication to pushing the boundaries of what's possible has ushered us into an era where our world is increasingly digital, interconnected and intelligent. From the early days of germanium transistors to the silicon age, and now on the cusp of quantum and neuromorphic computing, semiconductors have been the silent enablers, the unsung heroes powering our digital renaissance. The journey has also been about challenges and the relentless spirit of overcoming them. As we delved into the history, we saw how every advancement, every miniaturization effort, every drive for efficiency brought its own set of challenges. But with each obstacle came groundbreaking solutions. Multi-core processors, optical computing, and the tantalizing promise of quantum systems. Our voyage through the decades highlighted the intertwined relationship between society and semiconductors. The 1970s and 1980s saw computers move from labs to our homes, and by the 2000s into our pockets. The 2010s intensified this relationship, with AI shaping industries and the Internet of Things embedding intelligence into the fabric of our daily lives. And as we peeked into the future, it became clear that this relationship will only deepen, presenting both unprecedented opportunities and profound ethical and societal challenges. The ripple effects of semiconductors on other sectors are undeniable. The rise of Bitcoin and the cryptocurrency realm, for instance, demonstrated how a digital revolution could spur demand in the semiconductor industry, leading to innovations in specialised chips. This symbiotic relationship between various industries and semiconductors will likely continue, with each driving the other towards new frontiers. Moreover, as we stand on the threshold of a future where the lines between biology and technology between the physical and digital are becoming increasingly blurred, semiconductors will play a pivotal role. They will not just be the heart of devices, but will potentially integrate with the very essence of human existence, from biocompatible chips to brain-computer interfaces. But this journey is also a reminder, a reminder that with great power comes great responsibility. As semiconductors enable more potent technologies, considerations of privacy, security and ethical use will become paramount. The onus will be on industries, policymakers and society at large to ensure that the power of semiconductors is harnessed for the greater good. In wrapping up this odyssey, one thing is clear. Semiconductors in their myriad forms and applications have been and will continue to be central to our story as a civilization. They encapsulate our aspirations, our challenges, and our relentless drive towards a better tomorrow. And as we continue this journey, it's a narrative that promises excitement, innovation, and transformative change for decades, if not centuries to come. And so, for all of these reasons, semiconductors are listed at number 46 on my list, of the greatest inventions of all time.